Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode 263, and right now we're in a series going through the New Testament book by book. Today we look at the book of Ephesians, one of Paul's letters to the church of Ephesus, and also one of Paul's prison letters. He wrote this letter to the church at Ephesus while he was in a prison cell. While he was under house arrest in Rome, Paul penned this letter and sent it to the church at Ephesus. This is one of my all-time favorite books. I know I say that about a bunch of them. This one and Philippians and well, Colossians is good too and Galatians and Rome, all, all they're all good. Read them all. They're amazing. The book of Ephesians, though, you can almost hear Paul's heart as he writes. He starts out this great letter by taking the Ephesians to this wonderful place of thanksgiving and prayer and blessings, and it's just beautiful. He says, listen, this is the greatest thing ever. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He goes on and says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. This is a great way to start. If you're the church of Ephesus and you just got a letter from the Apostle Paul that's in prison and that's how it starts out, we've got blessings, we've got wonderful spiritual blessings through Jesus, and he's been praying for us. Paul is on his knees praying for us. This is a great, great start to a letter. Then he goes on and starts talking about the the peace and the grace that's given to us through faith in chapter 2. It's awesome. And then he starts midway through chapter 2 talking about we are one. We are unified. Now, there's a reason that he's telling the church at Ephesus this. There are Gentiles and Jews in the church in Ephesus. What he's wanting to pursue is, is the heart of unity. These are not two churches because they're two different nationalities or because they're from two different people groups. This is still one church. We are one. He starts that in chapter two, and as he goes on, we will find it very, very evident in chapter four, as he says that there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all, he is making sure that the church knows you are one. There is a unity here. This is a great place for us to see the power of the church that goes beyond cultural boundaries. It goes beyond nationalism. It goes beyond every single thing that we've put up as a barrier. The church is one. It breaks down all of those barriers. He encourages the church to walk in love. He then encourages how wives and husbands should treat one another. He talks about how they should parent their children. And then as he finishes up the book of Ephesians, he talks about the armor of God. And that is a great place for us to know that we have to fight battles every single day. So walk out dressed and ready for battle. Don't let the enemy win. And the enemy doesn't win when we're together, when we are one. The enemy won't even attack whenever you're unified because all he will do is try to separate the weak from the herd. That's the enemy's game. He is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, what a roaring lion does, the reason he roars is to separate the herd. It's to make the herd run away and the low, slow, weak ones can't keep up. And that's the one the lion will get because a lion knows he can't attack a herd and win. So stay unified, stay ready for battle. The book of Ephesians will help you do that. I encourage you to check it out today. 